Hey, welcome in 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hanton Zolson, Scott Gerard. hope you are all well. Let's get out to our uh, Tuesday conversation. The head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Gary Anderson, kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? Hey, coach. I'm doing good. You guys all right? Yeah, we're good. doing all right. Hey, do you ever get a chance to sit back and just enjoy a, an NFL game every now and then, or are you just too knee-deep in uh, the work and trying to prep every week? Oh, uh, really not this time of year. Not too much. Thursday nights we can, you know, we watch a little bit, but uh, I'm, I don't want to sound biased, but I prefer a college game if I can watch a college game unless it's some kids that we know that are playing. You know, last night I would like to watch that game, so I probably got it recorded. I heard it was a heck of a game last night, though. Well, yeah, I mean, you, Bobby Wagner is uh, that guy. Is He's controlling the middles, coach. Did you ever imagine he would be what he is? I was listening to Booger McFarland talk about him yesterday, and he said, this guy is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, no, I don't know if he would ever know that in college. Uh, we knew as he grew, he was a tremendous player on our football team, that's for sure. But to say that, then I agree. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't have a Hall of Fame vote, at least, uh, that I know of. So, But I, I think he would be a... Uh, a great Hall of Fame guy, and to say that uh, we would have thought that Bobby is where he is now, uh, absolutely, uh, it's awesome for him. But I couldn't say, oh yeah, I thought that for sure. Uh, I thought he'd be a great player. He's a great player for us, and just you know, a worker grinder, and he has such a tremendous story. And um, you know, it's uh, it's great to see him have the success that he's having. That's for sure. I gotta imagine that's kind of the uh, fun part about being a coach is seeing a kid walk in there as a freshman. And I know he was part of the uh, previous staff, but seeing the growth and development of a kid who you, you know you wonder if you can get him out on the field, and before you know it, he ends up being a uh, a star player and ends up making a living playing the game. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, him and uh, Bobby and, and Turbo were those two key pieces kind of when we came back and they were just kind of wandering around and had to figure things out as a student athlete and they both did it and they did a great job and uh, became you know obviously great players for so I remember the I think it was the it was, I know it was the Idaho game I can't Bobby picked off two or three passes to win yeah. that game and we won like two or three games in the last seconds and Bobby was a huge factor in that fake punts and he was involved all over the field for us and um, great player and, and he's a great mentor today too you know Cody goes there now and uh, to Seattle last year and he tells me all the time you know, how much Bobby has helped him adjust to the NFL life and all the stuff that goes with it. I think the Seahawks do a great job with that as a whole with their organization, but Bobby's been great for Cody Barton also. You know, Coach Mack talks about this, the pride of watching his players grow up and become men, and Lavelle was brutally honest at times, and I, about five years after I got into radio, I went back to finish my degree and, and bumped into him to, for the first time in a long time, and he looked me in the eye and he said, I can't believe things have worked out for you. I just never thought it would <laughs> I never thought it happened. He goes, but I'm so happy that it did. Like, and he had this grin and this this genuine enjoyment seeing that I was actually doing something with my life. Do you do you follow a lot of these guys that aren't in football and just watch how their lives develop? Absolutely, yes. And we try to bring when they come back on campus, try to get in front of our kids. You know, it's not just putting Bobby and all the NFL guys in front of our kids and having them tell the great story about playing in the NFL, which they all want. It's uh, those other real life stories that are out there and track them, stay in touch with them as much as we can. You know me, I'm not a social media guy and uh, at all. Don't don't have that stuff, so I don't get to see the, those things. Um, but when they do come back, I communicate them. I got most of them in my phone, and uh, you know we we see those those guys all over the place, um, and and want them to get back in front of our team, you know when we can. And there's two or three of them were there at Fresno that I haven't seen for a long time, and uh, ex Aggies that were down there were at the game. So it's awesome to see those guys and encourage them to get back here and get in front of our kids and tell their story of success. I think it's so important. 
That's what GAs are for, Coach. Run that social media account for you. So you can get no, on Twitter. I don't, even have, I don't even want a fake social media account. So I kind of, <laughs> I, I think it's actually plays in, in, in my own personal favor in recruiting. It helps me in recruiting because I don't have social media. I truly believe that because it's different. I actually communicate with them through text messages and get on the phone. And so I think it can be, a, I deem it as a positive. Now, whether it is or not, I can't validate that, but I think it is for, for my own personal self. So uh, no social media on this, on this, uh, this, this space, I guess. So, Coach, when you walk in Monday after beating Fresno in, uh, in, in the final minutes of that game, do you look at the guys and say, guys, we're 4-1 we're and one in conference. We're right where we need to be. We can, we can take care of things. Is there kind of a, a message of you still have all your goals in front of you? Oh, absolutely. We always talk about that, and that's exactly what this team has. It's, I mean, they've done everything they need to do to play meaningful games in the month of November, and they won the first meaningful game in the month of November to put them in a tremendous position. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's what you play for at the beginning, and all the other thing in between it is, uh, you know, looking to put your position to play well in your conference is, is the most important part of, of the season, and they've done a great job with that. they found a way, different ways, uh, sometimes crazy ways, but this team has fought and battle and put themselves in this spot. So I'm, I'm extremely proud of them. I think they've done a, a fantastic job, um, you know, to get to the point to where they're at. They've dealt every team deals with adversity up and down, back and forth. Some of them handle them better than others. Um, some adversities are much different than others, but this team is, you know, they've been so tight-knit, and it means a ton to them to go out and compete and play, whether it's practice or a game. And, um, you know, they've kind of really rallied around each other. And it's, you look at every one of those conference games, and there's just a little a little different tweak, maybe one side of the ball, the other side of the ball. Um, special teams has been a huge factor in all four of our victories in, in, our, uh, in our conference wins. So um, I'm proud. I'm very, very proud of this team and the way they've handled it, and they put themselves in the position to, again, have – meaningful games in the month of November is when, when you start in August, that's where you push to say, hey, we need to be here, and we're there. Last five minutes of that game was quite the roller coaster. Fourth and goal from the one-yard line. You bring out the field goal unit, then bring out the offense back. Uh, you get stymied, and then the defense forces a three and out. You get the ball back and go down and kick the field goal. Just what was the range of emotions there on the sidelines going through uh, what I'm sure was a, was a crazy roller coaster? Well, you know, there's a lot of decisions that are made in those moments. You know, if we'd have scored, we'd have turned around and gone for two to get it to uh, the score where we needed it to be at that point to give us the best chance. We're talking about that, talking about maybe kicking a field goal, talking about going for it, and ultimately, you know, I, I thought it was best if we, you know, take a shot and go for it uh, when we were that close in that setting. And uh, there, But there's a lot of emotions. Um, you know, it's, it's important that you just stay in the moment. Uh, and try to make the best decision that you possibly can. And ultimately, you're going to make a decision as a head coach that's going to be uh, a good decision or it's going to be a bad decision. There's no in-between. It's going to be looked at as probably, uh, oh, that was really smart or that was really <laughs> stupid. Um, and that's, that, that's the way that goes. And, you know, it kind of worked out. The decision to go for it may not have worked out for a few moments, but then it turned around and it worked out. And uh, I'm just proud of the way the kids kept fighting. You know, I mean, defensively, we had not played well, um, obviously, and it was an offensive game on both sides. And, you know, our offense had done what they needed to do to get us to a point. They stubbed their toe there on the on the short yardage play, and uh, you know we can we can help them there as coaches, and all the players can help themselves to get in there. It didn't happen. Came back, and the defense studded up when it needed to, and you know two great plays. I mean, the first one they don't make it by whatever a half a yard, and it's a great play on the fly sweep, which was something we'd struggled with uh, throughout the game for the most part, and we make a big play on the exact situation that they've had some success on, 
and then we come back through and Chris Unger and Jacoby make yep. a tremendous, tremendous play um, to get them to punt the ball, and you know then offense comes back and they do do what they need to do. So it's it's really it's just really gratifying as a coach to sit back and see those kids and and have the success and all that they work for comes down to a moment and to see them be able to execute, you know, and really in all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams, it's, it's, it's fun to see their faces. It's, it's just, you'll never forget their faces in those settings. It's, it's why you do it. Um, as far as the football aspect, that's why you do it. You know, Coach Scotty and I are paid to watch and analyze football, and, and we're not paid to get emotionally involved with players, but there, there's a certain amount of emotion that's involved with watching Jordan Love play because I, I want him to come back to the level that he was at and have the success that he has had. And on Saturday, when I was watching his connections with Mariner and watching his connections with Nathan uh, and Rep and, uh, I, and, and Tompkins, I know he connected a couple of times, um, I'm watching him start to hit and find that rhythm, and I found myself really cheering for his success. I want this kid to be great, and it was nice to see him have a great game. Where did it come from, and after going through film, just how good was his game? Well, first of all, he played very, very well, um, and I think he used the people around him uh, the way that uh, they need to be used, and, and they got open. That's the biggest thing. Those kids found the creases, whether it was a zone or they beat man coverage, and uh, so the, the receivers gave him an opportunity to be a really good quarterback. Secondly, I think the offensive line did a nice job giving him time to be a really good quarterback, and um, we've also adjusted um, as a coaching staff, I believe, to a little bit more of you know, who are we, uh, what can we do, and understand what you can do and make sure that as a coach that's emphasized within your game plan and make sure it's emphasized within the structure of the kids, understanding, guys, this is what we do best. We have to execute in this situation to give us a chance to be an effective offense or defense or special teams. And I think that's taken place, um, you know, the last two weeks. And, you know, if we uh, – just, and we cut down the turnovers, obviously. The turnovers in the last game prior to Fresno was a huge factor. And we, we got rid of those, which was nice to see. And then just kids making plays. You know, players make plays, players win games. I've been saying it for years. I'm never going to stop saying it. It's uh, that catch that Jordan made um, and the throw that Jordan made on that play to Nathan was, was crazy, um, awesome. You know, uh, COC again, toe taps with – I don't know, and half an inch in the end zone looked just like the Wake Forest catch to me. Not was quite as acrobatic, but the same kind of catch. And you know, the list goes on and on with those kids making those plays. So it was uh, it was special to see it. And then I thought G. Bright ran extremely hard the whole game again. He is he is a strong-minded individual. Um, and, and a great leader on our football team for all on and off the field. But our kids see him play like that in that setting, and with his physicality, um, it, it makes them all better. I've always been curious as a head coach. Uh, when you've got a field goal kicker walking out on the uh, walking out on the field to kick a game winner, do you talk to him or do you leave him alone? No, I don't. I don't talk to him. No, um, you know, and I'm 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 there to during games. I believe my my job is to is to manage and help where is needed, but not you know be this. Uh, I'm be supportive of what I'm going to try to be, and as much as I possibly can. But I I don't. He's got his mojo. He's got his moment. Those kids go through that, and it's really all three of them that go through that snapper, holder, kicker that run through that whole thing. And I think everybody needs to let them, you know, have their own deal. And uh, but Dom is, uh, he's he's just he's just 
a locked-in kid, man. I mean, the way he handles himself off the field, on the field, I feel very good if he walks out there and has an opportunity to kick it. And, um, you know, whether he makes it or misses it, it's not going to be because I said something to him or I tried to help him. He's gone through this a million times in his life and his career, and he's excited about the opportunity to go out and compete. And, and boy, he delivered and it came off his foot. It was a it was a rocket ship right in the middle of the, the good hands uh, insignia up there. So uh, let him do his deal. He's got his own mojo, and, and he was well-prepared for the moment. Coach, what can you take out of this game film from Fresno that you'll apply to Wyoming and and that preparation? What, well, what can you, you know, improve, or what do you need to improve? Well, we obviously we need to improve on on defense. You know, if you've looked at ourselves in our conference games throughout the year, the defense played very well for three conference games. The offense was up and down, and you know, there's a lot of different ways you can skin that and look at it and say this this it was this it was that it was the other. Um, and so, you know, then we come back into this game, and obviously the defense didn't play well, and the offense gave us a chance to quite frankly win, and the special teams delivered in the end. So, we have to improve on defense. Period. End of story. And we have to keep our momentum going on offense to make sure that we're using the playmakers that we have and. Give them opportunities to be able to make plays. Um, scoring in the red zone was was better this game. It's still not great, but it's better, um, and it gave us a chance to win the game by getting down there and scoring touchdowns for the most part, which was a positive thing for us. Um, so those are things that we need to continue to implement. And that sounds real simple and easy to talk about, but that that's what you have to do. You have to dissect the defense and say, okay, who is our best eleven guys? And quite frankly, quite frankly, we are adjusting to that yesterday and today. Um, there's young players that are going to get the opportunity because we have to be better. And when you put on an Aggie helmet, you've got to go out there and you've got to play as hard as you can and you've got to prepare to be able to be in the moment and play. And we had to make some adjustments in that game because that was not the case. And a couple of young men, you know, Cash came in and flipped positions after the first series, which was awesome to see. So did uh, Justice did the same thing, had to flip over from the strong side backer to the, the boundary side backer because we had to get that thing fixed. And inside backers, you know, all of a sudden Eric comes in and he's prepared to play some inside backer for us. So adjustment with personal personnel is always key. Um, those aren't attacks on kids. It's just the ability to get the best kids out there to represent the senior class that we have in Aggie Nation as a whole, and they need to be prepared for the moment. So personnel, yes. Um, scheme, West, yes. It's coach's responsibility to get those kids in the spot to, again, what can we do well? It doesn't matter what you draw on the board. It doesn't matter what a coach knows. It matters what they can execute on game day when they get out there for that three hours and change. And, you know, those are the things that we'll look at and continue to, uh, you know, mold and get get it out there today at practice and do it to do it again tomorrow and clean it up on Thursday and, and get ready to go against a very good team. And in this game against Wyoming, we'll have to beat man coverage. Um, if we can't beat man coverage, we'll struggle on offense. And, you know, for a long period of time, this offense has had some struggles uh, against man coverage as a whole. So it'll be challenged. Well, and also a team that uh, makes it very difficult to run the football. Uh, they're only giving up 17 points a game and 2.8 yards a rush. You played some great defenses so far this year. I think this group might be right up there with them. They are. And, you know, it's a very good scheme. It's an aggressive scheme. They've recruited to it very, very well over the years. I think this is Coach's sixth, sixth year, I think, if he's been there at Wyoming, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, so they've done a nice job of adjusting and, and getting what they want. And they want an aggressive scheme on defense. They want to be able to, you know, give you some uh, smoke and mirrors on third down, which I think they're very, very good at. I think the coordinator does a great job of 
you know, showing one thing and getting you into another and kind of to trick you through your protections. And that's clear with the number of sacks that they have and the confusion they've caused for the quarterback. So you got to get the ball out and um, not get in those long yards. Third down situations is the best way to help that situation um, not come about. But, uh, you know, they're, they're well coached. Uh, they play extremely hard and they're a group that uh, believes that they're a really good defense. And it's easy to see that. You pop on the film and watch a half a game, you can see that. But again, aggressive defenses, the best way, in my opinion, to attack an aggressive defense is to have an aggressive offense and uh you know you gotta you gotta match fire with fire in that situation and that's what we'll have to do to be able to have success i i don't mean to be redundant at all if if you've approached this a couple of times and i know you made some comments when i asked you about jordan love did did was there any offensive coordinating changes any calling changes to try to improve his connection and would we see any more of that improvement or those changes against wyoming uh, no, no changes staff-wise um, at all. Just uh, I think, again, I think Mike and his crew have done a nice job, again, trying to work and continually adapt and grow the, grow the offense a little bit. You know, you see us in, in empty. Um, that's something that we had to do because, you know, you look at your deficiencies and, you know, you, you dissect your deficiencies every single week. You don't bring them to the forefront. You don't talk about them, you know, and say, oh, this is our deficiencies out there and let everybody in the world know what you think your deficiencies are. But you do look at your deficiencies and say, how can we better and take our positive and make us a better football team. Well, we think Empty did that. Uh, we think having an opportunity to run a little bit of fly sweep, and not that that's been a big, great play for us, but I think it has loosened up the offense a little bit, excuse me, the defenses a little bit. And, you know, those are tweaks uh, that you continue to look at. Now, how do you attack man coverage? Well, you, if you just line up and do what you've done in the past against man coverage and what this offense has done for a long time against man coverage, it hasn't been really effective. So, you know, yes, should there be some tweaks and some adjustments this week to how you go about attacking man coverage? There, there needs to be because you you know you keep doing the same thing you get the same results and it's an old statement but it's very very true so I think they've done a good job of adjusting who their personality is who their personnel is um, and the coaches have done a much better job which uh, you know we need to we need to we, we have expectations to play very well and put the kids in a spot to be successful and we've been better at that the last couple of weeks well hey we appreciate your time thanks for joining us and I uh, look forward to catching up again here a little later in the week Okay, guys, appreciate y'all. Hey, have a great day. Hey, Thanks, too. Coach. You too. Hey, go Aggies. <laughs> Gary Anderson, head coach at Utah State, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.